0: Donald Trump, in a true Donald Trump fashion, makes an unprecedented move last week. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Some news, some good news for the Libertarian Party and those who like more independent type of candidates in politics. All this and a little more is coming up. So get ready and tighten your seatbelts because this is Fritzcast. Monday, May 15th, 2017 Welcome to another edition of the FritzCast Different music today Why not? Just spice it up a little bit It's it's, it's resounding Inspirational, deep Listen to that piano play out I mean, come on, that touched you It It tugged at your heartstrings just a little bit Just a little bit It made you feel just a little bit better And hopefully Loy is listening Shout out to Loy. I know he's a douchebag. I know we make fun of him a lot on the program here. Uh, I think it's about time that we get him on the program. He just uh, he just had a, a surgery though on uh, I believe it was his ACL, MCL, something something or the other. And now he's out on light duty. Hence, now he is coined as Light Duty Loy uh, because it rolls off the tongue. Also. LOL, get it, light duty, or no, not, it's not LOL, joke's on me Never mind, forget that um, But I was going to say LOL, get it, because his life is a joke But that's that's beside the point uh, Also, what was it, yesterday was Mother's Day Happy Mother's Day, Mom I know she's listening, she listens when it gets posted uh, So, happy Mother's Day, Mom And just, you know, a sidebar for everybody out there listening My mom is the best mom that there is why. I mean, I could go on a long tirade about it. I even thought about writing a long blog post about it. But the weekend kind of got trashed because of work. I'll get into that in a minute, too. But but needless to say, my mother, uh, I I have a very deep love and respect of my mother just because uh, uh, let, let me give you a little crash course history here. Uh I me Fritz. Hi. Yeah. Born May 25th, 1989. My birthday's coming up in 10 short days. I will be 28 years old. Hooray. Go me. Uh I was um child number 8. Yes, child number 8. And my mom actually had uh one or two more pregnancies than that. But uh eight children. Uh, All of, you know, my family and my family's nuts And let me just explain a couple things too Um, My mother was born and raised a Catholic Married my father who I think was a Protestant But really didn't, uh, wasn't fond of religion After, uh, if I'm getting the story right, in my head After he walked in on his wife sleeping with the preacher I think that's how it, I think that's how it went. I'm not so sure. It sounds maybe comical. I, I he wasn't fond of religion after that. Uh, go figure. Mary's my mother. I, my mother claims that she was trying to drive him away or make him feel crazy by saying that she wanted 12 children and uh long story short on my father's deathbed she said, "Yeah, you owe me one." I think that's what she, I don't know. See, it's my family's a dark humor, so uh, take it for what you will. Um, But, so my father passed away when I was like three years old, four years old. I remember it. I remember it. It, It's it's, it's very vivid in my mind. Uh, I remember the night he died because he died in the house. Yeah, kind of awkward, whatever. I was like four, so I didn't realize what was going on. It, it only became creepy later down the line when I connected the dots and figured it out. Needless to say, I'm dragging on here. So he passed away when I was four. So my next oldest sister was, let's see, three years older than me. So I was three or four. She was uh, seven or eight, I guess. Uh, hopefully the math is right. Let, what what We'll not take in consideration the math. Uh, considering I'm no math guru, so I had a lot of siblings under the age of eighteen. How about that? That works. Okay. So there, there was like uh, a good handful of siblings that were under the age of eighteen when my father passed away, meaning that my mother had to carry on by herself. Uh, I mean, yes, had older children who were responsible and all that, and she could, you know, but. She had to carry on with that many children uh, With uh, dad out of the picture Not really his fault Might have been his fault I don't know That just goes back to the dark humor We like to blame dad for kicking the bucket early Okay. She had to raise that many kids So you already have to be a strong woman to do that And to lose your husband To save face To play the role of mom and dad That's a lot That's That earns a lot of respect then my my sister, my next oldest sister, uh, you know, when she turns right after she turns twelve, right after she turns twelve, got gets cancer, and my mother has to go through that, you know, that utter horrible pain uh, of an unimaginable event of your child um, having a, a really just terrible disease. And you know, my sister passed away. My sister succumbed to that cancer in, in a very short span of time. So my mother had to do had to, had to deal with that with no support of a spouse. Only us crazy kids. Still had to worry about things like raising me, because at that time I was only nine. That is why one, I don't mess with my mother because She doesn't deserve to be messed with. She doesn't deserve to deal with or put up with crap. Number one. Number two. She managed to do all that and did pretty damn well raising me. And I respect the hell out of that. So, Mom, happy Mother's Day. That's probably a vast understatement of it. And I probably could talk much longer on it, and I'm sure... There will be times that I do it again, but Happy Mother's Day, and Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there as well. And while we're at it, Happy Mother's Day to Loy because he, I mean he pretty much is a little girl. So, so like I said, the weekend kind of got smashed away though. I got froze at work, working uh, in working in corrections. Uh, there is freezing happens; it's a thing. Uh, There's minimum staffing levels that the building cannot go below. And uh, this past week, for pretty much all the shifts in in my building, has been uh, a wave of freezing onto the next shift. Which, I mean, it sucks, but I sat here on Friday knowing that I worked a double on Friday. And they had called me up to say that I was going to be on standby deeper down in the list... But I was like, Well, I worked this morning, so uh you can't freeze me, sorry. And they said, Oh, okay, well just be just be noted, it's coming. And alright, thanks for the heads up. It is what it is. I don't I'm not uh I wanna say it in a more professional way, but I don't bitch about things that I know could possibly happen when I signed up uh to be a corrections official. Okay. I understand. That occasionally I might get the freeze. Whatever. It's more money in my pocket. I have to sit, I have to grind through another eight hour shift. I was just begging them on Saturday. I was like, please freeze me tonight. Because Sunday, of course, for me, is Friday. Hopefully you follow the logic there. Sundays, the actual physical Sunday, is my Friday. I don't want to get froze Friday night into Monday morning, a.k.a. my weekend. Because if that had happened, I would have got home right about this time. It's 8.39 a.m. right now. I probably would have got home right around this time. My butt would be hitting that bed, and I wouldn't get up until like 1 or 2 in the afternoon. And I'd feel like my whole day was wasted. Why? I don't know. Because I'd wake up at 2, and I'd still have a whole block of time. I just would have felt cheated. That's what I'm saying. I would have felt cheated. So I sat there and begged Saturday to be froze. I was like, please just freeze me. Just get it out of the way. And my captain was like, well, listen, I'm working tonight. I'm shift commander. Uh, You're number five on the list, and we need seven, so you're staying. And I was like, can you still make me number one, please? Just make me number one. I want to get froze tonight. Listen, listen, Fritz, you're getting froze. You're getting froze tonight. Yeah, I know. Just please make me number one. Number one. Just I want to get it done and over with. So I I I gritted my teeth and I did it. And uh, like I said, it is what it is. I I had to sit there and, and do it. It didn't kill me. It just made me really freaking tired. It's what it did. Also, in this in the past week, I found the best time waster ever, and I'm probably way late on this, but so is surprisingly Loy Loy just bought a Nintendo Switch and got this game along with it. I got for free on Xbox. It must have been either anniversary of having the Xbox or or my birthday or something, but they gave me Minecraft for free. I just I was in the middle of playing NHL 17, getting my butt whooped online because I'm not that good at it. Shut up. And I got this little notification from my Xbox. Hey, uh, Minecraft, ready to uh, ready to play. And I was like, Wait, I didn't even I didn't even buy Minecraft. And I looked into it, and they gave it to me for free. Now, Minecraft, I had seen the game before. I had kind of understood what the concept of it was, but I never played it. Kind of surprising. I like Legos. I like building things. So I booted it up. I was like, You know what? It's free. It's a full version game. I'll I'll boot it up and try it out and now i'm addicted. why am i addicted? minecraft, if you don't know what it is. it is a block game. it is literally you can go into a game and it'll spawn a random map and it'll, you know, it'll have hills and valleys and oceans and lava lakes and all this other stuff. it just randomly generates it and there's monsters to fight, but the main, cor- the, the, the main bit is that you can do a survival mode Where you have to go and like mine all these resources Like you have to mine cobblestones and bricks and wood And then you can use what you've mined and build stuff Or you can just start a new game Turn it to creative mode You have all the goodies unlocked And then you can just build stuff it, It's like virtual Legos Except, you know, they're not Lego pieces, it's just blocks. And you can build houses, you can build buildings, you can build roadways, you can build towns. You can do whatever you want to do, you can do in the game, if you can imagine it. You're like, I know this is sounding like a corny commercial. If you can think it, you can build it. Because it's true, you can. And the thing is, is that you'll go into this game, and you will start building things. And then before you know it, you'll look at your watch and go, holy crap, it's been two hours? Really? You won't realize that two hours just sucked out of your life. And it makes me wonder if there's some underlying thing, like if people who invented that game, when you go on and play it, if they just like suck all that life energy out of you and power it into their own bodies, and they're going to live forever and you're going to die young because... You're too busy playing Minecraft. But what is ridiculous is that that is a video game that people are so obsessed with that there are product lines of millions of stupid little knick-knack bull crap that you can buy and decorate your own house to make it look like it was Minecraft. That's how ridiculous that game is. Okay. Now another ridiculous game that we, that me and my wife bought, so that we can play another video game together, co-op at home, split screen, seems to be dying. But we bought Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare 2 which is a ridiculous game, but fun as hell. So how about on to our first bit of news, which links together with a with my latest blog post on FritzCast.wordpress.com. How did that sound? Did that sound? Listen. FritzCast.wordpress.com for all your extended FritzCast needs. POTUS, Donald Trump, drops another bombshell and fires FBI Director James Comey. Oh my god I had to take to the blog and write about it Before I did this podcast episode This kind of makes me wish that I podcasted Like every other day Or like two or three days out of the week James Comey Is perhaps The most loved and hated man On the face of God's green earth Now, my blog post about it, I go a little bit back and forth over the the very curious up-and-down history uh, of James Comey starting with the 2016 elections uh, process where James Comey came out and said, you know, hey, Hillary Clinton, yeah, she did this, it's bad... Uh, other people have been disciplined in, in worse ways We're not recommending criminal charges Because we didn't find any criminal activity I, if you go back and look at the podcast episodes I expounded on that greatly and said Yeah, you know what? Perhaps that perhaps Hillary Clinton had no criminal I- intent With uh, the private email server The emails, the the bleach bidding and all that Maybe it wasn't criminal intent However, I said it was gross negligence Very gross negligence That we shouldn't see in any level of our government When it comes to communicating and information of national interest Probably need to exercise a little more caution Uh, And I don't just say that criticism against Hillary Clinton I say that criticism against the Bush administration for the time that they had private servers. I say it now for Donald Trump, who I remember they reported he was using an unsecured cell phone for communications. I yeah I say it against that. I say it against anybody doing it. If you find it at state level, if you find it at city level, and it's information that they're passing around, on these devices I mean literally It seems to me that there's a lack of Awareness or knowledge of The threat of cyber attacks And how information Needs to be handled in such A discreet manner Especially if it's classified Intel If it's intel that we don't want other people Having their hands on We need to be a little more responsible with it Needless to say James Comey comes out Says alright so this investigation is done We're not recommending any criminal charges. Now, Republicans, especially the diehard right-wingers that hate Hillary Clinton, up in arms. James Comey, such a weak, feckless FBI leader, coming in, doing the unprecedented, saying that they're not recommending charges and holding a press conference about it to make it a pomp and circumstance moment. That was the reaction of the right. So we carry on throughout the 2016 election, and about two weeks prior to election day, James Comey sends out a notice to several members of Congress, several key members on the Republican side, Democrat side. Mind you, James Comey didn't hold a press conference for that one, didn't uh, didn't do anything flashy for that one. Didn't just literally sent out a notice, and the news ran with the notice once it was leaked to them. This became a pivotal moment. This this became a what is James Comey doing from the left? From the left, the Democratic side. James Comey is irresponsible for sending out this notice that he is that he's discovered new Clinton emails and is reopening the investigation. That was the cries from the left at that time, and the Republicans got all giddy. Ooh, ooh, maybe this is the final nail in the coffin. Maybe we finally have her. That ended up. Oh, yeah. No. You know what? Before I even go into that, Donald Trump held a rally or was holding a rally because that's what Donald Trump does. He was he was campaigning and he opened that rally with this statement.
1: I need to open with a very critical breaking news announcement. The FBI has just sent a letter to Congress informing them that they have discovered new emails pertaining to the former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's investigation.
0: Do you remember that? Do you remember when he said that? or when the news was playing those clips from that rally, that that crowd chanted, lock her up. Now, that, that you might not be a Hillary Clinton fan and think that the Clintons are dirty and have uh, a lot of different scheming things that have gone on uh, behind closed curtains, rather, or covered up. Um, you know, that is what it is. Uh, specifically talking about the email servers and all that, though. I mean, you, you remember that moment. You have to remember that moment. And then uh, James Comey immediately came back after that announcement and dismissed it. Yeah, nothing to see here. Moving on. And that was, that whole time period, that announcement, the fact that Donald Trump could take it and run with it, that was something that the Democrats still, to this day, say was the final nail in the coffin for Hillary Clinton. That was the final nail in having her lose the election. In fact, this was Hillary Clinton last week. This was Hillary Clinton last week.
1: It wasn't a perfect campaign. There is no such thing. Um, But I was on the way to winning until the combination of Jim Comey's letter on October 28th and Russian WikiLeaks raised doubts in the minds of people who were inclined to vote for me, but got scared off. And the evidence for that intervening uh, event is, I think, um, compelling, persuasive. Uh, And so we overcame a lot in the campaign. We overcame an enormous uh, barrage of negativity, of false equivalency, and so much else. Um, But as Nate Silver, who, you know, he doesn't work for me. He's an independent uh, analyst, but one considered to be uh, very reliable, you know, has concluded, you know, if the election had been on October 27th, I'd be your president.
0: So there's Hillary Clinton, who I don't have uh, any reactions from him getting fired. But I do have numerous top Democrats, such as Chuck Schumer, uh, who... You know, the irresponsibility of James Comey points to a need for the new leadership. He probably didn't actually say it that way, but does that sound like something Chuck Schumer would say? Probably. And now he's all, hey, I don't understand why Donald Trump fired the man, and I think there's a serious cause of, of something to look at there. I think even more telling, though, is Donald Trump's petty, juvenile, childish tweet-fests. Some people probably don't look at this as serious. Some people probably uh, even like Donald Trump doing it. That's what happens. Donald Trump does something that's unprecedented, uh, uncalled for, and people praise it. uh, Because that's, that's what it is. I don't understand... Everybody that talks about how the government needs to be limited, a lot of people, a lot of people who are Republicans, who who triumph and thump their chest and talk about limited government and this, that, and the third, limited government uh, and and needs to be smaller and all that, are oddly enough just bowing at the altar of Trump, worshiping him like a king. Now... If you are any bit as American as an American should be, you do not hold any politician at all on a pedestal of can do no wrong and deserves unaltered, unfiltered, unlimited respect. Wrong. We do not have a king. We do not have a dictator. We do not have somebody appointed to that position. We elect our leaders, and we damn well have the right to criticize our leaders, to pick apart our leaders. We absolutely, as citizens of the United States of America, have that right. This government was formed of the people, by the people, for the people. They're not celebrities. They're not royalty. We should not treat them as such. So Donald Trump, I'll give him some credit, he at least didn't tweet it out on his at POTUS account. Oh, thank God, but at real Donald Trump on his Twitter account tweets out quote, James Comey better hope that there are no tapes of our conversations before he starts leaking to the press. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a threat or a means of intimidation against somebody whom you just fired because you don't like what he's doing in his job. And this goes back to what I said so many episodes ago. In fact, it was six months ago in my episode titled The Final Countdown. This is what I said six months ago about James Comey releasing that letter.
2: Fritz cast flashback.
0: Because I gave you... I gave you some Democratic side. I gave you some Republican side. I don't know why Comey sent out the letter. To me, it seems like it's a catch-22. Let me put it that way. Why is it a catch-22? Because let's just say Comey finds this information, or the FBI finds this information, as they did. And so they start investigating, and somehow word leaks out. Because people are stupid, and people leak it out anyway. So whether or not Comey sends a letter saying, "Hey, we're uh, we're looking at things because uh, some emails popped up on Anthony Weiner's laptop and it involves Clinton emails tied to the server," so we got to look at them. Say he doesn't send out a message about that, but the word still leaks out anyway from somebody. Then you're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. That's what I said. That's what I said six months ago. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. James Comey, to me, just a man, trying to do his job, and his job entails investigations, and whether you like it or not, whether you're a Donald Trump fan or not, you have to admit that there is some meddling that happened with Russia, whether or not Donald Trump solicited that or not. Look, I'm I'm willing to, I'm trying to be as objective as possible with it. And I'm sitting back here, and I'm saying, you know what? Donald Trump might even be a victim of the Russians in this. He might be a victim of it, because maybe they do have something to hold over his head. I don't know. But I know we're not just going to brush this under the rug and not touch it again. You, we don't do that. I don't care if Donald Trump is the president of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, he's not a perfect man. He's not a perfect man. And guess what? As is the case with anything, with big government anything, they at the end of the day, I don't believe big government cares about you, the little man. They just care about shutting you up. They care about throwing something at you to shut you up. Here, here, doggie, have a bone. Good boy, sit. That's what I believe. You don't have to take... You don't have to take my stance or my belief on it. That's just what I believe. I believe Trump in that seat. Here, here. good boy, have a bone. Hillary Clinton in that seat. Here, boy, have a bone. Sit down shut up. That's why I didn't vote for either one of those guys. That's why I don't support a lot of big government stuff, if you will. I want to play you this clip. This is from
2: ex-FBI
0: agent Clint Watts on the James Comey firing.
2: Threatening uh, someone he already fired. He would make passive threats to the FBI director via Twitter before he fired him. Uh, This is just galvanizing the entire US government to buckle down and say, I can't even trust my commander in chief to use good judgment. I mean, what is the president doing at 8:30 in the morning? He's not governing. He's sitting, watching the reaction of his TV show, you know, that he puts on every day. Who is in charge of this country right now? Uh, how can you, as a leader of any of these agencies, have any confidence in the commander in chief? Because he's saying he might be. TAPING RECORDINGS OF YOU TO USE AGAINST YOU LATER. THIS IS SO DAMAGING TO THE U.S. GOVERNMENT. I I CAN'T IMAGINE ANYONE WOULD WANT TO STEP IN AND BE THE NEW FBI DIRECTOR WHEN IT'S OBVIOUS THAT HE'S PUTTING UNDUE INFLUENCE. IT'S NOT THE RULE OF LAW. IT'S THE RULE OF TRUMP. Uh, WHO COULD SURVIVE AN ADMINISTRATION THAT WAY? How would you make it 10 years in that job? It's impossible. You've got pressure on the DOJ. You've got pressure on the FBI. You've got pressure on the intel community. Even as of last night, he was saying, if it is the Russians, if we don't know it's the Russians, 17 intelligence agencies said it was the russians uh the russians have even taken credit for certain parts of this it is overt this isn't covert so what should we think of our president he's obviously not working right now or in charge he's sitting watching tv and tweeting uh who is in charge of this country and the message between the vice president and trump's inner staff and the rest of the government are all inconsistent what do you believe at this point because i i sure don't know what to believe i mean is it not
0: Am I wrong for being... I mean, I'm not frightened by it, but I'm concerned by it because... And and this is the other thing, too. A bunch of Republicans... uh, Well, I won't even say Republicans. A bunch of Donald Trump supporters have said, well, great, Comey got fired. He was incompetent. He was incompetent. He couldn't get the job done against Hillary. He deserved it. It makes no sense that Donald Trump... This late in the game. We're past his first 100 days in office. He goes 100 days in office, and just now he's going to be like, I'm firing Comey over the whole Russia, and, and, and well, over the Clinton thing, over the emails, uh, and and over the Russia thing. And you expect us to not say, as damning, as damning as the evidence is. And the evidence is pretty damning. The fact that James Comey had just recently requested more resources for his investigation has a meeting with Trump where it's speculated that Trump was looking for a pledge of loyalty. If a president is asking for a pledge of loyalty from somebody, this is where you don't hold your politicians on a pedestal. This is where you don't make your politicians untouchable. No. I've heard, people, I've heard arguments in favor saying that if Donald Trump did in fact call a private meeting with James Comey, recorded it to use things against him possibly or hold it over his head such as the tweet would suggest, I've heard people defend that. Why would you hold your leader on a pedestal like that? Why would you give your leader that much unchecked power, why would you give your leader that much untouchability? You don't. You do not. And it's time to be honest and upfront. All the diehard Trump supporters who are saying this was okay would be saying the exact opposite if Hillary Clinton had gotten elected and did the same thing. Now, yes, the president has the right to fire anybody at any point and instate his own appointed officials. Sure. Fine. He did this hundred, more than 100 days after being elected. Why wouldn't you just can James Comey on day one? Because on day one, Trump liked Comey. On day one, Trump was A-OK with him. And Trump wasn't a okay with him because Jim Comey, James Comey, not a lap dog. Not a lap dog who's going to say, "Yes, sir, I'll take the bone and go over here and chew on it and leave all this other crap over here." No, I'm not going to take a loyalty pledge, and nobody should that 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 should never ever be a course of action that a president can take. at all that's a little baffling that needs to be looked at and if we can't come to an agreement on that mind you this is coming from me now I'm no Trump supporter but I'm not uh, I'm not uh, so far on the left political spectrum either that I'm right there with those Antifa face covered warriors fighting for the nation against the fascists in your own little fascist way. I, I, I'm i not one of those people. In all reality, if, if if Russia did something like that, I mean, it could be... This could be a concerning thing where Trump could even possibly be a victim. But in any case... I've played enough audio clips, I think, for the show today. But, like, go online and just look at the different things. Fox News. Shepard Smith and Chris Wallace on Fox News talking about how this isn't a game. This isn't a game. You have Jake Tapper, who I think is, is pretty center of things. Jake Tapper calling about T- calling out Republicans for their silence over this. What the hell? What the hell, people? We don't have a king, we don't have a dictator, we don't have a god. we have a man a man who for all intents and purposes at this point is hardly worth all this adoration that he has received i feel like i've i feel like i just been very long-winded yeah I, I that might have been the longest I've talked about Trump doing something uh in quite some time. Quite some time. There's uh two things I wanted to follow up on though real quick. Uh this story actually was posted back in February and I missed it obviously because of uh you know my mind was you know maybe elsewhere with the whole Delaware Department of Corrections riot, sergeant getting murdered that that thing might have overshadowed some other things and taken a little more precedence in my life. However, uh, I will gladly go back and re- revisit this. Uh, the The Libertarian Party uh, was suing the Commission on Presidential Debates uh, because Gary Johnson didn't get in. And it was because he didn't reach a... What was it? A fifteen, a fifteen percent threshold in the polling. He came damn near close. He was in double digits, but he didn't hit fifteen. Um. So there's a court case, and uh, this is this was reported by Libertarian Future, and it has links to the court cases and the judge rulings and all that, so you can follow up as you will on your own. But the good news about that is that. Uh, taking from the article here, quote, the judge in that case ruled in favor of level the playing field, the Libertarian Party and the Green Party. Uh, The ruling states that the FEC, that's the Federal Election Commission, did not adequately consider the evidence put forward that the Commission on Presidential Debates is not nonpartisan and its rules are arbitrary. The FEC has 60 days to rewrite their rules regarding presidential debate hosting organizations. According to the CPD's own website, uh, the Federal Election Commission regulations require a debate sponsor that make its candidates selection decisions based off, quote, pre-established objective criteria. Those regulations will have to be rewritten in a way that is consistent with this judgment. If they don't, the judge will authorize the plaintiffs the plaintiffs, to sue the CPD directly. The article further goes on to state, This also means that the Commission on Presidential Debates has officially been put on notice. They're going to have to meet new FEC regulations that have taken into account the Libertarian Party's complaints the commission will have to defend the rules they set for debate qualification and prove they're nonpartisan for the first time. You might remember some episodes I dragged on about how the Commission on Presidential Debates is in fact not very friendly to anybody other than Democrats or Republicans and therefore isn't nonpartisan but only bipartisan and I've talked about the political landscape in America and how it's changing I think more so to people who are in the middle and there's no party to represent that you have to either be extreme left or extreme right it would seem at least anyway it would seem that way so that's a bit of news that I wanted to to throw out there just just FYI for you check it out and uh briefly before we we end the show i want to touch on uh i want to touch on cyber security and awareness because uh apparently there's lots of ransomware attacks that are happening uh, the, the cyber attacks are increasing and becoming a problem and uh microsoft has just recently put out a statement uh this is coming out of the hill reported yesterday Uh, Titled, Microsoft Calls for an End of Government Hacking Techniques Stated in the article Quote, on the heels of a widespread ransomware attack That may have used leaked National Security Agency Hacking methods Microsoft is calling for governments to cease stockpiling Secret method means of bypassing software security Uh, Quote, repeatedly, exploits in the hands of governments have leaked into the public domain and caused widespread damage. An equivalent scenario with the conventional weapons would be the U.S. military having some of its Tomahawk missiles stolen, wrote Brad Smith, president and chief legal officer at Microsoft, on a company blog Sunday evening. These cyber attacks, well, mind you, the government does have a stockpile of backdoor accesses and hacks and other things. Um, remember when the FBI had a big stink with Apple about wanting to get into the San Bernardino, Bernardino Shooter's iPhone? And the big stink was that the government was essentially telling Apple, hey, make us a backdoor access key. They didn't request it. They demanded it, number one. They, uh, the government demined, demanding a private entity to make something for them. And number 2, Apple said, well, we don't do that. We we can't access our people's information. It's their private information. We don't care. And and we're not going to do that. We're not going to give you a key to unlocking every single iPhone. And that was for people who actually like the constitution and you know, you know, uh your rights as a citizen of the United States. They championed and got behind Apple for that. Which they should have. Now, this might have slipped under your radar, but just a couple weeks ago, they reported that uh, the FBI paid just under $1 million for the technique used to unlock the iPhone used by one of the San Bernardino shooters. And... The government sources said the FBI would now be able to use the technique to unlock other iPhone 5 c models running iOS nine uh, without additional payment to the contractor who provided it so this is something that they just you know they have now the contractor uh Comey claimed he didn't even know because of classified materials the name of the hack uh, the name of the guy that made this device for them to use or or this system for them to use I shouldn't say device it's probably not a device. It might be a device. I don't know. But uh, there's so much information not on it. it, it but it's reported. It, just under $1 million to hack the San Bernardino, Bernardino iPhone for that case. They managed to get that done back in March. They still are combing through it to try to find something... ...which, to, 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 which is telling me they're probably not going to find anything. They're probably not going to find anything on that iPhone... We paid nine hundred thousand dollars, or just under a million. I don't the the exact number, is just under a million. We paid a million dollars to hack one iPhone to find nothing, probably. And now the government has that. And uh, think about this: if the if a cyber attack came and somehow some entity, foreign or domestic, got their hands on that. Now they can dive into however many million iPhone users' information, apps, uh, personal information, all this stuff. This is where this becomes very sketchy territory. And, you know, I mean, honestly, if you have a warrant for it and you need the information, that's one thing. If you have an illegal warrant means to grab it. If you're just grabbing it to grab it, well, uh, Fourth Amendment. Everybody has the right to be secure in their papers, their houses, their personages. And if, you know, amendments are evolving, that applies to today's technology. So, there you go. And that is all I'm going to touch up on this week. So, as always, thank you guys. Follow me on Twitter, at FritzQS. On WordPress, fritzcast.wordpress.com for the blog. There will be at least one new, if not two new posts this week. Facebook.com slash the FritzCast. And as always, podcast at gmail.com.
2: Love you. See you next week.